Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, February 1st. We are into February now. Holy crap. Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Happy February. Welcome. Welcome. Shauna, this is your last appearance on the show for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Japan tomorrow. That's so cool. Flight leaves at 8 a.m. And then I have a four-hour stopover in Vancouver, which is really annoying, but then on to Tokyo from there, so. That's not long enough to leave the airport, is it? Yeah, it's questionable. Uh, I was actually talking to my sister. She's a teacher, and I was like, ah, if you feel like taking a sick day tomorrow, come visit me in the airport <laughs> and hang out for an hour or two. I would leave security, but yeah, there's no point probably in going. It's not enough time to go anywhere outside yeah. of just maybe outside of security, but yeah. The Vancouver airport is super slick, though, how the train comes right up to it. It is. Cities that have that are just the best. I know. Um, yeah, Toronto has that now, too, and I've never used it because it, it came in after I left Toronto. So Really? Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have it here in Calgary. Maybe. That would be nice. Mm. Um, well, I hope you have a wonderful trip. Thank it you. It sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah, there uh, there's a snowfall warning in effect right now, which is exactly what I want to go snowboarding. So hopefully that keeps up. Cool. Well, best of luck to you. Thank we look you. forward to hearing your stories when you come back. Right. Well, message me. Let me know if there's something I can do while I'm out there. I'm going to have my phone on me, so. Uh, and if you're listening, uh, any content ideas you come across over the next little while, I will gladly accept because oh, God. Uh, I've got a long haul of solo shows ahead of me here, but it should be all right. I've been stockpiling some good content and stuff, so. Sweet. It'll be okay. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about companies we would like to endorse. The worst smells, cities with a high female-to-male ratio and vice versa. Um, a charge that used to exist in the Criminal Code of Canada, which is kind of unbelievable. Frig, Mary kill involving phrases. That and more after you're out of context clip. Fish in the knitting bag, Disgusting, hey? Disgusting, rotting fish. Not That's an out of context clip. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I read the word prudence the other day. Prudence. Prudence, which is also a name. Mm -hmm. And it's a really funny name. Yeah, you, it is. You don't meet many prudences anymore. You but really don't. It is a girl's name. Mm -hmm. To be prudent means to have good judgment, to be cautious. Sober handling of one's affairs is how oh. I read it defined. Okay. Um, but it is funny that it's also a name. Oh, isn't she beautiful? We'll call her Prudence. Prudence. Huh. Uh, it's one of many names, and I think almost exclusively female names that come from virtues. Yep. Like hope. Yep. Faith. faith. Yep. Charity. Mm-hmm. Chastity. That one's super funny. That one's my favorite. Chastity is a name. Yeah. You're asking for trouble with that, aren't you? You sure are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have here, uh, Shauna, a list of, of virtues. Okay. And you have to tell me couple that we missed who patience mm -hmm. temperance grace grace that's, that's probably my the middle most, name the most common it's virtue mine. name yep joy oh yeah the only the only male one i could think of was justice yeah 
which I think is maybe more of a new thing too. But it is. Um, I have a list here of some some virtues, and you got to tell me if you think this would make please do a nice girl's name or not, right, okay. or a guy or more a boy's name. Or boys. Diligence. It's a bit. It's a bit wordy. It's a bit too, full in your mouth. It's no. no wordier than temperance. I guess so. Diligence. <laughs> Diligence. Nah. Yeah. Sincerity. Oh, I like that. Ooh, that has a nice sincerity, s- Jefferson. Sincerity. Yeah. Okay. Courage. Yeah. It's the name of a cowardly dog. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dignity. Oh. Do you like dignity? I like saying dignity. I don't really like it as a name necessarily, but. It- <laughs> Dignity. We'll call her Diggs for short. Exactly, right? There's going to be a lot of nicknames coming out of that one. Reverence. Reverence. Yeah, that's okay. Reverence. It's pretty, isn't it? Yeah. It just yeah. flows off the deck. Mm-hmm. Reverence Jefferson. Reverence. Fidelity. Fide- Fidelity Castro. <laughs> Fido for Fide- short. Fidel- Fidelity Castro. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Innocence. Oh, well. That's asking for trouble as well, I yeah. think. There were a couple of Pope innocences. Oh, yeah. Okay. Innocences. Innocence. Shame. Don't think that one's going to go. No, it's a virtue. I mean, it's very close to Shane, though. I don't, are you saying Shane or shame? Shame with an shame. M. My parents, not proud of me. No. <laughs> no. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Another Frig Mary Kill for you, Beckler. Frig Mary Kill. The phrase edition. Okay. You know the game. Yes. Frig Mary Kill. So one of them, so in this in this regard, we're going to do the phrase that you love. Okay. Okay. Uh, what phrase do you hate? Okay. <laughs> and what phrase do you want to popularize or hear more of? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I could do this. Okay. First, what phrase do you love? Uh, well, I always say either bye for now. Yeah. Or God bless when I'm departing. Those are it's good. It's my farewell greeting to someone. You do say those a lot and I say them a lot now too because of that too. Bye for now is what my grandma used to say. Mm-hmm. And then one time, uh, one of the guys in my band said, God bless by accident when he was in an awkward exchange with someone That's and really we fun. died laughing. So now I've, I've been saying God bless for like almost 20 years. Yeah, that's a good one. This That one was actually tough for me. A phrase that I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mountains are calling, right? Just because it's so cliche. Love that one. Kind of just fits me. M.O. Um, but the <laughs> other one is the other classic white girl saying dance like no one is watching that whole thing you like that one i hey? love that phrase yeah again still. overused still love it though eh, you know who you are i like the that's idea right. of it you know that's all uh what about phrase you hate i've definitely talked about this in the show before but i'm so tired of the people saying f around and find out yes. like when some when someone gets someone sees consequences to their actions yep. or people say f around and find out yeah and it's just like the cringiest tough talk to me, and it's usually said on the internet yep. by the least tough people in the world. Totally. People on the internet. Yeah. So it's just like, and I can go through a comment section where it's like nothing but that. Yeah. It's people saying, F around and find out. That's Ugh. true. Uh, another Awful. one, that's sus. I heard that the other day and people, uh, that one's just kind of, it's a newer one, but it's just, I'm, I'm done with it now. It seems like a lot of people are using it. That one had anything to do with doggos. Uh, yeah. Sorry, like I just call him a dog. I just hear it so much now that every time I hear somebody talking about doggos, I'm like, okay. The good news is I think both of those have peaked. They go. Okay, I think good. sus is on the way out because my kids used to say it here and there and, and they don't not really anymore. say it that much I anymore. I still hear so. people say doggos all mm. the time online, but maybe that's good to know. Maybe they're just uh, the last and then it'll be gone. That'll be delightful. And then phrase you want to popularize or make more. 
I can't pin down a specific one, but McKenna and I are watching Downton Abbey right now, yes. and I would just like more people to talk like they oh, do yeah. at the Abbey. It's just such, it's so refined. Yes. There are so yeah. many old school terms we've talked about, too, that I would love to bring back. Uh, that and, of course, this one Check here. your panties. Check I'd em. like to popularize that a little more. Check just your panties. More checking your panties. Okay? Lord knows we're doing our part. Yeah. We're Check trying. your panties. <laughs> and Shauna Podcast. I think we need to get together as a country and make a decision on how we're going to pronounce Pierre Polyev's name. That sounded pretty good. Because I've heard it said so many different ways. Uh, yeah. That's the way I say it, mm-hmm. but I've heard it pronounced a bunch of different ways. Well, there's the French, the, the French stank on it way, right? Polyev. Is, is that, well, yeah. Polyev. I've heard people pronounce the R. I've heard people not pronounce Polyev. the R. <laughs> and he's got a real good chance of being the next prime minister. Right. So we need to nail this down before that. We need okay. to, what's really funny is apparently there are examples of him pronouncing it differently. Yeah, probably depending on who he's speaking to. I wonder. Yeah. Like if he, <laughs> he puts if he's speaking to the French, he would put the French put stank a bunch on of it. stank on it. Yep. He's talking to Albertans or Saskatchewan people who never learn French and he's going to probably say it the Sasky way. <laughs> Cuz I've he's heard trying to relate. I've heard Polyev, I've heard Polyver, I've po- heard Polyvray. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing too is I've I've heard his first name pronounced differently too. I've always said Pierre, but I've heard a lot of people saying Pierre. Yeah. Or maybe they're just saying it quickly. They I don't might know. But just Pierre, be saying it. But I've heard Pierre Polyev. Yeah. Pierre Polyvray. Mm-hmm. Bunch of different versions. Like, yeah. If he becomes prime minister, we need to, we need to, well, we need to settle on maybe this. Maybe it's here. more fun just to vary it up every time, you know, switch it up every time you say his name. And then call him out on the instances, like you said, when he's here and he's yeah. like, I'm, hi, <laughs> Pierre Polyver. Yeah. And then he's in Quebec and he's like, I just got this ad for this nature survival competition that happens in Sundry, Beckler. I didn't know this was a thing. Did you? No, I didn't. So uh, this is how it works quickly. I guess there's three heats with three teams. And this is what you have to do. You have to build a functional shelter using limited tools and supplies. Mm -hmm. Then you have to start a fire without any matches. Then you have to use that fire to boil water and make tea and then hard-boiled eggs and create a snare. Okay. So those are the requirements that your team has to do. So just and then some basic survival skills. Basic yep. survival. And then if you get beyond that, they have a surprise skills competition that goes on after that. And then they determine a winner. Cool. Very cool. How do you think you would fare on this? Background? How would I do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, compared to just like the average person with no survival wilderness training. Yeah. I think I'd do okay. Okay. But compared to people who are have actually done it, then no, not at all. Have you ever seen some of those people who just like... They're unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and they just do it for fun. Like, it's not like they're... Because yeah. it, it's not like it's a full-time job necessarily. It's just people who've learned how to survive in everything. And yeah. you just see them go and you're like, did, did you just whittle that out of wood? Like, what did Strike you Strike off do? into the bush with a buck knife and a flint and survive? Come back with a moose? You're like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Have you ever watched that show Alone? I have not. Oh, watched. so good. Is it? Okay, because yeah. I started to watch it and then I, I got distracted and didn't continue on, but yeah, it is good. I, I'm just blown away by like the knowledge that some of those people have and what they're able to do with next to nothing. Oh, like Some yeah. of the shelters they build are so impressive. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think I could do that with many more tools than what you had. I've always been meaning to try and start a fire without matches, though. It's the one thing that like I know the concept of it, and I've done it, I think, in girl guides like ages ago, okay. but I haven't done it since. And I was like, that's one thing that would be nice to remember how to do. Do you get a flint in this competition? That's a good or? question. 
I don't That'd know. make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to just do the whole stick thing, right? The stick just, thing. <laughs> you know, the rubbing of the sticks rubbing thing. sticks together. Okay. I, yeah. Um, it would be fun to see. And just in terms of like the knowledge some people have uh, about what, which plants are edible and I what know. you can do with it, it's really mind-blowing. I'm, I'm guessing people with you know some military training and stuff would, would do pretty well in that. Yeah. If you've had that kind of training. I'm fairly adventurous with food. That's a problem. Because, yeah, I'll take a look at a mushroom and I'll be like, that looks really good and I'm really hungry. That's probably a portobello and then I'll eat it and I die. So that's probably where I'd go south to. I was just watching this documentary. It was from like the 1970s about a dude. What was his name? Dick Prenicky, I think was his name. Oh, Dick Prenicky. Dick yeah. Prenicky. Mm-hmm. And he, he went up into Alaska into the bush and built himself a cabin with like... With nothing, like he had, and that's he had like an axe and a saw, land. and like built this amazing cabin with no help wow. and no electricity or anything. And I just like the people that can do that kind of stuff. They're cut from something else. They aren't sure they? are. Yeah, like, I don't know. You really have cool. to be okay with your own thoughts and solitude as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I'd be okay with that. Really? Yeah. No, I'd hear my thoughts and I'd get creeped right out. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday we were talking about um, certain criminal charges that you can have expunged from your record in Canada. This is based on a message we got from a friend of the show who's trying to have his refusal to give a breath sample charge uh, expunged from right. about 15 years ago. But friend of the show, Tristan, sent us a message with uh, their favorite section of the criminal code. Oh, okay. Which was just repealed a few years ago in 2018, actually, and it has to do with witchcraft. Oh. So I'll read this to you. Okay. So this is the, the the charge. Pretending to practice witchcraft. Everyone who fraudulently pretends to exercise or to use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration. What the hell? Undertakes for a consideration to tell fortunes or pretends from his skill in or knowledge of an occult or crafty science to discover wherein or what manner anything that is supposed to have been stolen or lost may be found is guilty of an offense punishable on summary conviction. So Tristan saw the same thing I did. Pretending to? It's the pretending part. So you're allowed to for real do witchcraft. Sure. But pretending to do witchcraft is not allowed. If you're a legitimate witch. Right. That's that's fine. fine. If you're a legitimate fortune teller, that's fine. But if if you're you're a pretend one. Actual sorcery, enchantment. Okay. Actual conjurations. That's okay. That's good. But if you're faking it. Then Don't we got be a, a problem. fake witch, okay? <laughs> we got a problem. No fake witches. And like Tristan said, how do you test to see if they're real? I know. You have to... Were they throwing people in the water to see if they floated? Yeah. They have to do magic for you. I guess so. The witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, they have to prove their witchcraft, right? Can they levitate or... No, that's wizards. And like the oh. fortune telling and stuff. So if I make a guess and I'm right, then it's okay. Yeah. If you... If I say, hey, I, th- I know where this thing that, that was stolen from you went. Mm-hmm. I know good. where your missing relative is. Yeah. If I'm right, I'm okay. So you just go and be like, wrong, okay, I lost, look, I lost my debit card again. If you can tell me where it's at, you're good. If you can't. Did you check between the fake. seats of your car? Yeah. And if it's not there. Then. Fake witch. Out of here. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So this one's kind of different. Toby actually sent this one to me. Uh, He sent an email, so I'm just going to read straight from the email. It says, good morning, Shauna. Still loving your etymology section. Thought I would send one over to you that I'm not sure if you've done yet. Have you heard of the term mark? 
as in from a less than savory character's point of view, the person is ripe to rob or hustle. He's your mark. Ah, okay. I have heard this for sure. And I was like, yeah, I have. So he says it comes from the old carnival days. So when you paid your admission to the carnival, the person at the ticket counter may get a peek inside your wallet. And if you had lots of money, the person doing the admissions would pat you on the back, placing a mark on you to let other carnies know that you have lots of money. Therefore, you're a mark. Therefore, you're a mark. Because so you have a little mark. Con. So the carnies would take a little look. See, and be like, mm, you got lots of money. We can hustle you. Now, I know you have uh, oftentimes you get sent these etymologies that you look into and they turn out to be incorrect that what, what we call folk etymologies. Yeah. Is this one of those or is this accurate? So this is the one that I'm having a tough time finding. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm not sure because I said that I read that and I was like, I wonder if this is a folk etymology or not because we do have a lot of those that we come by. And it sounds like it could and be. And it could be. Um, it's tough to know. There are certain aspects of this that I have found in other etymologies, but not this full story. So I actually messaged Toby back and I said, hey, where did you find this? Just out of curiosity. So I'll keep doing some research, but there are parts of it that is tend to check out. So mm-hmm. we'll see if it's fully legitimate or if it's one of the folk ones. Cool story, though, regardless. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, really cool that Toby sent that on to us. It's so. basically like a kick me sign. Right. <laughs> we did used to, to have kick me. Kick me sign on someone's we back. We should bring that back. I don't know if we can in no? 2024. Oh, no, you're right. Probably not. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Being a mark is not a good feeling. Nope. <laughs> they say there's a sucker born every minute. Uh, and if you've ever been that sucker... It doesn't feel good. No. Have you ever been on the bad end, the, the receiving end of a bad deal? Or have you ever been conned before? Yeah. Man, even like our company does these, these like fake phishing emails. The IT department is always trying to make sure yeah, our security is Yeah, I freaked one up the other day. I did too just recently. And then you oh, get an email God. saying, you have been, you've fallen for a phishing You're a scam. dumbass <laughs> is what it says in email form. You idiot. Now you have to go through mandatory go security training and it yes. sucks. Oh, yeah. Even that doesn't feel good. You're like, oh, I'm a sucker. I'm a, yep. I'm a mark. I know. I'm a dummy. <laughs> a friend of ours used to work as a used car salesman. And those guys could spot a mark from a mile away. Yep. And they they would call it putting the hat on someone. I if remember, a, yeah, I'm telling us that. If a sucker came onto the lot, they'd be like, all right, I'm going to go put the hat on this guy. I'm going to go hose him. <laughs> Which is just awful. Like you don't, you don't want to hear that about used car salesmen. It's the cliche, I know, but like you're like you can't. They can all be bad. Well, this wasn't. I technically like, bought my car used. Yeah, and this wasn't at like a reputable dealership or anything. Yeah, no. This was one of these fly-by-night operations where he says they'd roll into town for a weekend and right. set up in a parking lot somewhere, and then. And the only people who would go there are people who simply probably didn't couldn't get a car any other way. They'd had horrible credit, so they credit, knew bad credit, they no knew credit. they were going to be a mark. <laughs> they walked in there knowing they were going to get suckered, and then they got suckered. That's how those work. So yeah, it's a bit different. If you have no credit. You yeah. just put the hat on yourself yes, and come you in do. and be like, all right, put boys. the stupidest hat ever on yourself and walk in there and go, here, here I am. All right, rip me off. Uh, I'm silly. I have no other options. Yeah. So, man, that sucks. Oh god, yeah. I think I told you. I I know a guy, another guy, a different guy. Who I don't know if somebody used car salesman. I know a different guy who you know, worked a lot of at greasy um, people. Cool. At kind of a greasy lot, and he said that like the way that they could approve anybody. Like they said, you know, those everyone approve is approved type lots. That's never a good thing. No, he said no. this one guy came in, and I for, forget what the guy. He was making like two thousand dollars a month. And his payments were going to be $1,900 a month. Dear Lord. So his 
car payment, not including his insurance and his fuel and everything else he needs to live, was almost his entire earnings for the month. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that just should be illegal, hey? Like, And also, like, how dumb is this guy? I know. How do you not look at your own finances and be like, well, there's going to be nothing Again, left? Again, it's pure desperation. That's what's so sad about those is there's a lot of the times where it's like, yeah, this is the worst deal in the world, and it's just out of pure desperation you, for some reason, have to go along yeah. with this. Like, then, I don't know, get a cheaper car. Yeah. Get a bus pass. Mm-hmm. Something that is the old heel toe express. Just do a little more walking. Yep. I know. <laughs> Put the hat on yourself, man. Yeah. The jester hat. That's all I'm envisioning. Do you remember those old ridiculous jester hats? Those were cool for a while. Do you remember when it was cool to wear those? Yeah, there were two right? With us? Yeah. And they also had and I had one of these growing up, which is just Awful in, in hindsight, we but they were like the hats on ourselves growing up all the time. What there, is wrong with us? There were the jester toques, and then yeah. there were like long dragon ones oh, that yeah, had the, like oh that's yes, what I had. It's like this is ridiculous. For God's sake, what is wrong with us? Like in a million years, McKenna would not let our kids leave the house Holy in a goddamn jester <laughs> hat. <laughs> you like, are marking oh, you get... yourself as a complete moron. Like what is that? <laughs> My parents let me wear that at one point. Uh, did you have trouble at the other kids' school today? Was it because you were wearing a jester hat? No, they all were wearing them too. That's the thing. <laughs> Holy crap, we were stupid. The same friend, the one with the put in the hat on, told us this story about his brother, who I guess went through a phase where he wore a coonskin hat. Oh, yeah. And he was have, he was kind of getting made fun of at school and stuff. And came home one day and his aunt's like, I don't get Why don't you just not wear the hat? Just don't wear the hat. And he wore the Davy Crockett hat. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, trying to be myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Just, oh, I can't even though. believe those toques were a thing. I and know. they were. That's right. awful. They, some of them had bells on them. Yes. Like, that's the, that is one of those things. We've talked about this before. Sometimes I think the people in fashion are just like, how stupid can we make these people look and get them to catch on and think it's fashion? I swear that's part of what you do as a fashionista. And they're all hanging out like, can you believe it? They're just they're killing wearing themselves. It. Yeah. They're wearing it. Yeah. Gucci is just like, Jesus, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's funny. Oh, that is funny. Well, Shane Holmes won't put the hat on you. No. The process will be smooth and streamlined. Uh, you don't last for 40 years and sell 15,000 houses if you aren't running a tight ship. You don't. Um, so if you are thinking about building a home, consider Shane Homes. Uh, they offer affordable customization, allowing you to customize your layout. You can even move walls and stuff without spending custom home prices. And you can learn more about all of that at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'm getting the weirdest uh, Amazon ads these days. And Sometimes I, you just wonder who's even coming up with these things, you know? You I think they do it like, on purpose. I think so as because well. Because people click because you're like, that's a weird looking thing. For sure. And yeah, they click. Right. So this one is a training device for singers. It's a vocal dampener. They also call it a voice silencer. So you can practice singing without disturbing anyone. It How, looks like she has a plunger in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an You're oxygen me a mask. Picture of this right now, and it looks like with she's, like a dildo coming off the back of it, yeah. and she's just singing right into it. It looks like <laughs> she's plunging her own mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> Got a suction zone here. Exactly what it Holy looks like. Holy crap! It That's looks like a shiwi. It you see the shiwi? Yep. It looks mm-hmm. like a shiwi for your face, and I guess you sing into this thing. God, that then disgusting. It keeps your voice. Also, you down. wouldn't want to mix those two nope. up. Your shiwi and your voice dampener. Sure wouldn't. Mm-mm. Sure wouldn't. Gross. Do real singers use this? Piss. Um, good question. Probably not. Probably not. I'm guessing not. Although, 
as I say that, there are these types of devices for... Like my, my, I have a mute for my violin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's dampeners for other so instruments. There's dampeners right? for every instrument, and it's so that you can practice, let's say, at home and you're not disturbing your neighbors. Right. So maybe if you really needed to practice your singing. If you live in an apartment you're and you have a... put that plunger over your face. You've got a big set of musical theater pipes and yeah. you need to practice. Mm-hmm. You just put the... Yeah, put, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine looking through somebody's window and seeing a plunger on their face? I don't know what I'd be thinking. Man. Tossing the old vocal what? suppressor on there. What are you trying you to okay? suck out of your face hole there? <laughs> and Shauna podcast. I saw this meme about Red Deer yesterday where they were talking about the ratio of men to women. And I didn't know this, but I guess it was a well-known thing for a while that Red Deer had way more women than men. I think that was largely due to the college. Right. Because they had, don't they have a, like a good nursing program at that college? Yeah, they used to. I don't know if they do anymore because I looked into it recently and it seems like it's leveled out. All the mm. stats now show that the men and women ratio is pretty pretty even. Like there's slightly more women, but not by much. Okay. So I don't know when that changed, but I didn't realize this. But then as I was thinking about this, I kind of went down a rabbit hole and I was curious about the ratio of men to women in various cities throughout uh, the country. Uh, so every single major city has more women than men. Every province has more women than men, except for Alberta. Oh. We're the only province where there are slightly more men than women. That has to be men coming here to work. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of places where there are more men. Kent, BC, randomly, is a place where there's just over six men for every five women. Petawawa, Ontario, and Oromoncton, New Brunswick, which I've never even heard of, are two others. Petawawa would be the military base, right? And that's the thing. The stat about the places where there are more men than women, they are places where there are prisons, military bases, and places like ski resorts. Oh, is that so? And outside of that, it always skews slightly more women than men, which I didn't really realize. I noticed that you didn't say oil towns on there. Mm Mm-mm. They didn't it's, really specify on oil towns, but that would be... I don't know how they would miss that. It's like strange, Fort yeah. Fort McMurray, Grand Prairie. I lived in Lloyd Minster for a bit, right. and there were just dudes everywhere. Yeah. There were no women in that town. Mm-hmm. That's why if I you're think a I, woman and you're single, you oh, man, the double L. I think I met like three single women the whole time I lived there. Right. The whole time. And then there are... If there are women, then, well, uh, they probably are in a relationship or they have a few kids or, you know. Absolutely. That's that exactly kind of what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough place to be a young single guy with no money. Totally. <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of the older um, skewing places have a lot more women than men. And it's because women tend to live longer. Mm, the men die off. They die off. They do stupid <laughs> things and die earlier. Yeah. So. Wow. I just didn't realize. I was like, oh, okay, so prisons, hey? Yeah, that makes sense. I never I, thought of that either. I had heard for a while, I don't know if it's still the case or not, but on the East Coast, there were quite a few towns where women greatly outnumbered men, and it's because men, the men had left to come work here. Yeah, yeah, and then that's why we have slightly more men. and the right. rest of, But it's crazy. There's just more women everywhere. That's tough. And globally, I think women just, like, like, there are a few more women than men, but it's not a huge discrepancy. No, no. And in Alberta, it's not a huge discrepancy right now either. We go through phases, but mm-hmm. right now it's almost even. Do we go through phases that follow the boom and bust of the oil? 100%, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it all corresponds with out east as well. Sometimes there's women, sometimes there's not, sometimes men, maybe not. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was digging through the pantry yesterday looking for something, and I found a bag of, I don't know what, that had been pushed to the back and forgotten. I don't even know what it what it was, but oh, it was God. among the worst things that I've ever smelled, oh, Shauna. Oh, no. It was like bright red mush. What in the so, hell could that have been? 
like maybe tomatoes, but I don't think any, like neither, I don't eat tomatoes. McKenna wouldn't have put tomatoes in the pantry unless she did by accident. You know, like one of those absent-minded things where you yeah. like put the milk in the pantry by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, Gross. And I, I guess it had sat just right undisturbed where like you didn't notice the smell when you opened the pantry Perfect. until it got moved. And then I was like, this is unreal. So I don't know if I can put this in the garbage outside. We're going to attract bears. <laughs> I mean, I know bears would probably actually also. That would be a good way to detract bears. In bears fact, like, like, oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Gross. Sick. Oh, God. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. Among the worst things I've ever smelled. Though, oh, I was trying to think okay. of other things I've experienced that smelled worse than that. And the list is short. Uh, was it? Have you ever smelled anything that stuck with you? That, yeah. Yeah. A few things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the one, the one time I... We, we were fishing. We were at a cabin. And I think I've told the story before, but uh, my mom was cleaning out the fish. Mm-hmm. So she filleted the fish and we were having fresh fish for dinner. It was delightful. And then a few days later, we're like, oh, God, what is that awful smell? That is disgusting. <laughs> and so we went hunting around this cabin and it was just like it was pumping through. the. It was the worst smell I've ever smelled. I was like, what is this? And then after searching high and low the entire place, we go to my mom's knitting bag, and she had <gasps> newspaper that she thought was just a regular newspaper, but it was the newspaper she'd use to take all the guts and the stuff out of the fish, oh. and she put it into her knitting bag, and oh. that was just sitting in the 38-degree heat of Ontario at the time during this massive heat wave, and then it was right above a vent that was then pumping oh, it through no. this whole place. But it, it took a, us forever. Because, of course, we couldn't, no one would think to look there. We're like, yeah. what is that? Something died in here. And we were trying to figure out where it was. And it was in my mom's knitting bag. Fish in the knitting bag, Disgusting, hey? Disgusting. Rotting fish. Not That's an out of context clip. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's an out of context <laughs> clip right there. Fish in the knitting, fish knitting, in the knitting bag. bag. That's what you call it when yeah, Yikes. you do the old I've, piece soils to Jesus. I've never smelled like a dead body or anything, which is apparently pretty, pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, that would be gross. Um... But I actually learned, did you know that uh, you're going to Japan tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Did you know that in Japan, there are so many people that kind of live alone and stay in their apartments and stuff. They say 30,000 people die every year in Japan in their apartments and aren't discovered until the buildings start to smell. Gross. Yeah. yeah. 30,000 people. That's that's horrific. There was a, I used to live in, in Edmonton by this um, this Thai restaurant and their dumpster on a hot day was oh, God, yeah. something else. If it was toward the end of the, the week for garbage pickup. Yep. Uh, actually, that reminds me, the other time, Toronto, when there was a garbage strike going on, oh, I was living man. right downtown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try living in a big city with a garbage strike going on. I bet the Disgusting. striking workers got everyone's attention pretty sure quick. Sure did, eh? yep. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We were talking recently about partnerships, like social media partnerships or business partnerships that maybe you wouldn't want to engage in. Yeah, like if you were going to endorse. Yeah. A company or yeah things that you may maybe not morally or whatever and yeah. then it got me thinking what would your dream partnership be Beckler oh like if, if any company mm. in the world were to reach out to you what one would you be most excited for what would one that you'd be like yeah I want to engage with that one I gotta think about this in terms of what's going to continue to pay okay mm, because I, I mean assuming like if you I think with most endorsement deals there's like product and financial compensation yes, right so yeah, right um so you're gonna get paid in, in this we're assuming you're gonna get paid here yes okay yes, that as well mm-hmm. um geez that's tough i mean i could think of like vehicles that i'd really like to drive okay i mean that's um, a good one i do a bit of woodworking so like tool brands that i'd like to endorse mm-hmm. um maybe like a gas station 
I know. So you never have to pay for gas again? It is embarrassing. I'm shocked you didn't just jump right to Costco, to be honest. Oh, man. I mean, Costco I would Costco cover your groceries and your gas, really. Well, technically it would be. I don't think they'd ever, ever engage in a partnership. They don't need to, but... No, I don't think they do. You never know. Okay, well, if Costco is an option, then it's Costco for sure. Yeah. I kind of endorse Costco without getting paid for it already. It's, so. t- it's true, right? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, like I would love, you know, some sort of snowboard company because I'm constantly having to update gear and get new stuff all the time. But but again, how often I'm are like, you updating gear? Yeah, you know, well, get a couple grand worth of gear a year compared I mean, to like a new vehicle every that's year. That's just it. Yeah. Like if you could do a vehicle. But then now that I say Costco a lot, I'm like, how can you not when it com- when the combo of groceries and gas are in one go? Everything. Does anything get better than that? Right. Tires, food. Oh, God, they do have everything, don't they? They got everything. It's just such a boring... I'm like, I want to come up with something more (laughs) exciting than that. Like a hella skiing operation. But again, that's great for, you know, getting a ride. That's not going to pay the bills. And it only happens during a certain season, so... It's true. You can't pay your uh, your rent or your mortgage with heli skiing vouchers. I feel like we're so old right now. (laughs) Best partnership ever. (laughs) Cothgo. It's Cothgo. It's got to be Costco, isn't it? You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, they're going to say, find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.